It's never too early to talk about the 2023 season, so we're going to do it anyway here on Locked On UCLA. You are Locked On UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, it's your favorite host, it's Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer, here with Locked On UCLA. Thanks for making the podcast your first listen each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and it's free where we get your podcasts available on YouTube as well. Like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you for your support. Today, what we have in store after the national championship practically in UCLA's own backyard was played, no Bruins, no Trojan. Uh, and no Pac-12 teams or even Big Ten teams for either one of those things. UCLA, what do they have going in store looking forward to 2023? The favorite thing everybody loves to do the day after the national championship game is either one, overhype what happened, which was just a blowout, and talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, and talk about it. Unless you win, then fair enough, or you lost, fair enough. And then there's the way two early top 25 rankings which I thought would be an interesting segue into talking about UCLA heading to the next season. And while the transfer portal window is slowly closing, it'll be re- reopening in May. There's still ways this idea of the UCLA Bruins, what they'll look like in 2023, it can still transform, but why not have a fun crack at it ending 2022 and beginning 2023? Well, the Bruins this year, let's get some quick facts. Nine and four started six and zero, ended three and four, Lost to Pitt in a bowl game they should have won. Blew the game and against an opponent with many of those, many of their players starting running back, starting quarterback, many defensive key starters. The Bruins lost to a backup quarterback in Nick Patty and a fired up Pitt Panther squad that came back to beat the Bruins in a bowl game. That's how them play without Charbonnet. DTR get hurt late and the Bruins couldn't hold on to a late lead, giving up a very late field goal to lose to the Pitt Panthers in that Sun Bowl. So an up and down roller coaster year, as it almost always is being a UCLA fan, even if it's not Chip Kelly at the helm, whether it was a Jim Mora or a Neuheisel or a Durrell or a Toledo or going, you know, going way back down. the, It's it's always been like this, just not only in these, these last two decades, but even back to the good old days, it's still been like this. So what is the what do the Bruins have in store in 2023? What do these rankings have the Bruins going forward in 2023? Well, some of these rankings, I've kind of pulled and looked at some of the places that have posted them, various places from ESPN, from CBS Sports, from The Athletic, Sports Illustrated, all all different places, and UCLA seems to be fringe top 25. And the reason UCLA is not going to get much respect is because of the way they ended 2022. Close one against Cal, lost to Pitt, lose at home to Arizona and USC, and it's different, say, if UCLA went 11 and 2, right? Or dare I say it, you know, 12 and 1, something spectacular. Heck, even if they went 10 and 3 and beat Pitt, you might get more respect moving into the next season, albeit, as everybody will note, and as I will say once again, you're losing a very veteran roster. And while it's already been set in motion, with the, the building of success year after year, from little success from year one to two and two to three into COVID, and then now in 23 to 22, building from an eight-win team to a nine-win team. And then Chip Kelly's next plat- next big peak is to be a 10-win team and competing for a college football playoff, which now 
in the very near future, will be expanding to 12 teams once the Bruins move officially into the Big Ten and still the last year, the 14 playoff next year where they're in the Pac-12. So UCLA, they have Dante Moore. They have various options at running back. Kind of some question marks at receiver. They got a couple of four stars coming in in Grant Gray and then Jeremiah McClure. And then they got guys who they are coming back, still guys to recruit. And then all the question marks defensively with Bill McGovern coming back. But funny enough, hey, USC, they brought their own defensive coordinator back after all his question marks. So apparently nobody in Los Angeles likes to play in a defense. And I could argue UCLA plays a little bit better defense. Nah, we're not going to do that today. Jokes, jokes aside. UCLA, all the question marks, though, are coming with defense, defense, defense. And can they be better with Bill McGovern? Hopefully, while they didn't really specify into crazy health, at least not from what I saw, hopefully he's healthy and able to maintain a full year of health to coach for the Bruins through the last year of his contract, which will be the difference between a a semi-young offense, what looks to be a pretty young secondary for the Bruins, and depending on what they can get up front for more defensive line and interior presence up the middle, getting those A-gaps, B-gaps all filled with the interior defensive line and not just the edge rushers with the Murphy Twins or even, you know, Leotu what they provided this year. Can the Bruins get more and build off of what they established in 22 and build it into something spectacular in 23? Because UCLA, they're a fringe top 25 team from all perspective. They do not have to play Washington, who everybody's favorite dark horse, it seems like, out of the Pac-12 is next year with the Kalen DeBoer, Michael Penix Jr.-led team. You have Oregon, who brought back their quarterback in Bo Nix. You don't have to play them. But UCLA has to go to Utah, which has Cam Rising returning. You have to play at SC, which will already be its sets of trouble. Regardless of what their defense looks like, that'll be trouble. And then you have to go to Oregon State, who was arguably a quarterback away from potentially winning the Pac-12 this season, considering they were very close to beating SC at home, even without a quarterback under their head coach, Jonathan Smith. They beat Oregon practically without throwing the ball and then just destroyed Florida in their bowl game. They had a 10-win season that the Bruins couldn't even achieve. So they have to go to Corvallis, to SC, and to Utah. Three very tough games, in addition to some interesting non-conference games. Home to Coastal Carolina, where they host Grayson McCall, who was set to return to Coastal Carolina after getting a little banged up in their bowl game and decided to return to the Chanticleers. That's game one. That's a sneaky game where the Bruins could be on ups to the alert. And then you have game two at San Diego State at their new stadium at Snapdragon, where, you know, hey, you, you never know And what should be hopefully a fun, packed crowd with the Bruins taking on the Aztecs on the road. But, you know, it's a little different. They're not going to have all these games, most of the big games at home, like they had in 2022. They're not going to have the eight-game home stretch. They have to go play on the road. Are arguably their three toughest games. Are they not arguably? They are the three toughest games: Oregon State, SC, and Utah, all on the road. And for good measure, UCLA just lost at home to Arizona, and they have to go to Tucson next year with question marks. Maybe not question marks, but still, we're expecting Dante Moore to be the clear-cut starter. But College League could challenge. You have guys who could challenge at the running back room, and some slight questions in the receiver category as to who will become wide receiver number one. It's clear the Bruins have that set themselves up now as a top 25 team, edge fringe top 25 team under Chip Kelly, where they're respected, edge of the top 25, should have done better in 22, could have done a little bit better in 21 and in 2020 during that weird COVID short year with their seven games. But a little bit of some shortcomings and key moments against SC. 
Arizona and those pit games. Oregon speaks for itself. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. You go to Otzen, you lose. They were beaten by the better team that day and probably overall against the Ducks with the team that was well-coached that day. The Bruins, they got things that can be better in 23 or they can be a top 25 team. But still, how can they play on the road next year and get wins? Those will be the keys when they have young players, a young quarterback, one would assume, quote-unquote, under center, as UCLA has to figure out who's the running back combination and who are the guys Dante Moore is going to throw to. Those are guys that have to emerge throughout spring practice, going into fall camp, and build themselves with relationships and rapport throughout the year. And I think UCLA can be a top 25 team. We shouldn't expect... I wouldn't expect necessarily a team that can compete for a Pac-12 championship in 2023. It could certainly be a successful campaign. And then the question remains, what is successful, right, for UCLA in 2023? Is it a, oh, we are an eight-win team with a young quarterback building and transitioning into the Big Ten? Is it we need to be a 10-win team every single year? Uh, That's the question that remains to be seen under Chip Kelly, considering they haven't gotten to 10 wins. and It'll be stretching closer and closer to a decade in between seasons when they've got 10 wins and when they haven't. So we'll see how that all stretches in with Chip Kelly and the Bruins here in this season. So the Bruins getting a little bit of respect, some in more in some areas and some in not so many areas. We'll see how it goes. Still, the transfer portal has to reopen. A lot more recruiting has to be done. If you see Caleb Wilson on Twitter trying to welcome every Bruin recruit, whether it's offensive line, that's to be shored up a little bit with some guys graduating and leaving and heading to the draft. Whatever it is, the Bruins have some holes to fix. Of course, the defense is the biggest, biggest one of them all. So we'll see what happens with the Bruins in the portal. If they can recruit a couple more guys that are still unsigned for the next signing day. Otherwise, it could very well be a long season and the Bruins could only get seven wins. I think a good season next year would be nine wins, considering what they have in front of them, and obviously a bad season with not even being bowl eligible in 2023. So all that to keep in mind, the Bruins fringe top 25, maybe a ceiling uh, of an 18 top 15 team. And yes, Dante Moore can be spectacular. Maybe not year one will they be playoff, you know, college football playoff good. It just depends how they can build the rest of the team. And while there was that episode, again, I just posted the episode, they can be college playoff good, college football playoff good, CFP good, maybe not in year one under Dante Moore, depending on how things go in the quarterback battle. But speaking of playoffs and postseason and thoughts of UCLA basketball, Lenardi dropped another big uh, bracketology update, which I'll tell you after I tell you about after this podcast, I'm going to be looking for a delicious treat. If I, you know, I, I gained like 10 pounds over the holidays. It was ridiculous. Cookies here, wondrous meals over there from fa- friends and family. But if you want to have snacks right now and a delicious treat, don't want all the fat and calories, you've got to try a Built Bar. The goal for me, eat a little healthier this year. And, you know, you guys at home, you should try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. They're so delicious, you won't even think they're good for you. I, I love a good protein bar a good, delicious treat. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And what makes them good? Well, they become they come in unbelievable flavors. Churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. In addition, they have different boxes with bars of cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs. You can go into any nearest Walmart, pharmacy, Sam's Club. Go grab yourself a 13-bar box, a 4-bar box, 
They've got hit flavors, again, with brownie, batter, churro. You're going to thank me later. Go get a Built Bar. They've only got 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. And boy, do I love my protein, and you should too. I'm not sure how Built does it, but they make this taste like candy while maintaining the healthy portion of it. Go to Built.com and get yourself a Built Bar. The Bruins are built for success in the rest of 2023 with Mick Cronin and obviously beyond. But for UCLA, they're sitting here, the highest ranked Pac-12 team left. And basically what happened with the most recent weekend's events with Arizona flopping, you had Utah dropping out of not only just potential undefeated in the top of the Pac-12, dropping out of tournament prospects altogether, technically, based on the latest Lenardi bracketology expertise. I know there's different ways, but I feel like Lenardi is the most accurate. The Bruins find themselves on a key winning streak, having not lost since November in Vegas. They've won now 11 in a row. It's happened so many times, I might even lose track. They're 14-2, unbeaten in the big in the in their conference, in the Pac-12, as they get prepared to go play in the Big Ten. And yet UCLA sits here, now a two-seed, not in the Midwest, where they would start their first weekend in Sacramento. They would be the two-seed in the West, and they'd play in Sacramento, and then Vegas, and then obviously going to Houston, which, ironically enough, with the Bruins moving from the Midwest to the West in the bracketology latest developments, it means they've won flip places with Arizona, because Arizona was either a one or a two out West, but with them taking that loss at home to Wazoo by double figures, drops them down a seed line, and forces them out to the Midwest, where they would be playing in this same arena as UCLA would in Sacramento during those first and second rounds, but now they are a two seed and have to go further away during the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight round. So the Bruins would, one, be stuck under the one seed Houston, but you could argue it's better to play Houston in Vegas than go into a Final Four if you get all the way there and play Houston in Houston, although you're playing in a football stadium and you never know what it's like to play in a football stadium with the fans and all that. So UCLA moves, and only Arizona and the Bruins representing the Pac-12 right now in the latest projections for college basketball in the NCAA tournament, which means Utah and Arizona State, two teams with only one loss in their Pac-12 resume at this moment before the UCLA weekend against Utah, Colorado, next week in Arizona against ASU and Arizona. Those two teams could be playing for the Pac-12 first place regular season title, at least early on, you could say. And yet, they're not even projected to be in the tournament. USC's loss to UCLA put them even further out of sight from being on the edge of the bubble. And yet, here's what I thought was very funny when it came to the latest projections in the West specifically. UCLA would be the two with Houston the one. And the three technically is Texas, but Texas is a weird team this year considering all the very touchy subjects and topics about Chris Beard and what happened there and with them having, a, you know, an interim head coach. So they're an interesting team to kind of look at in terms of the Longhorns. But the more, you know, funny part, what I was thinking about, in the West, Lillardi must have a sense of humor because he's projected Kentucky, Illinois, Baylor, and Virginia, and San Diego State all in the West in this latest projection. Now, I don't think that's going to happen, but I thought this is funny because, one, if you remember the big scrimmage, UCLA closed door scrimmage against San Diego State, who hasn't exactly been a top 25 team in certain parts of the season, but they've just creeped in there at the edge right now, I believe, in the latest AP top 25 poll. And it depends how they get through what is a sneaky gauntlet 
in the Mountain West, they could easily be a seven seed, and they would be taking on the ten seed, who would be one Illinois. So UCLA, their first loss of the season came to Illinois in a game they led by fifteen. We all know what happened, and yet. They could play them in the second round of the tournament if they could beat as the Bruins are projected to play Eastern Washington in the first round. Baylor, and and while I know the Bruins didn't play Virginia, it's funny that Virginia would be in the same bracket. And funny enough, all these teams, Kentucky, Illinois, Baylor, Virginia, San Diego State, all ranked lower, even Arizona ranked lower, because of what the Bruins have done lately, which is grind through some wins, SC late by holding on dearly and coming back in the final seconds doing so in comeback fashion against Wazoo, who could easily be one of those teams that's deserving of a tournament berth late, or the Cougars, if they can get enough wins and write their record, or they could just be that spoiler that is a good NIT team. And yet the Bruins have themselves an interesting path, where they're, as I've already said, favored in every game from here on out. Yes, even that January 21st game in Arizona at the McHale Center, where for nobody in their right minds would anybody favor UCLA at the McHale Center in a rowdy environment, but here they are proving to be the best team in the Pac-12, which they were favored to win the Pac-12, but it's been quite some time since the Bruins and McCrona have actually done that in the regular season. Even before McCrona, the Bruins have not been able to win a Pac-12 regular season title, and while that's obviously not the end goal, it's little building prizes and rewards that can help set yourself up for an easier bracket, albeit it would be a unique bracket considering... UCLA could play teams they've already played and lost to on neutral sites. Things will change, the season shifts, and we'll all come to a crashing halt one way or another, either for the greatness or the heartbreak. That is March Madness. That is, you know, two months away from this recording of this particular podcast. But it's good to see the Bruins on the West. I know I've seen some comments, especially on some of these episodes on YouTube, where it says, ah, we maybe we want to play in Vegas, considering the most recent history where UCLA got thrashed by Gonzaga recently in Vegas last year. The two losses this year, ironically enough, have come in Las Vegas. But hey, you play on the West Coast, you'd like to limit the travel from Sacramento to Las Vegas and then go to Houston as opposed to go all over. But who knows? Mick Cronin will have his team ready and building for the Utah game and then building into the, the meat of this Pac-12 schedule. Where a lot of teams could sneak in from this conference, as Bill Walton says, the Conference of Champions, although this current edition of the Bracketology, it's the conference of two teams in the tournament. So it means, obviously, UCLA will be hunted. What was that, the remark of Kirby Smart, always talking about being hunted and hunting? Well, McCrone and the Bruins have to be the hunters and keep going hunting for victories and not be complacent with just, long eight-minute scoreless droughts like they had against SC, depending on the health of their players, the depth as it moves forward. UCLA's got themselves a tough road ahead of them, considering they will be the marquee win for all these teams in Arizona State, a Utah. Say Wazoo gives them a game late. SC down in the Galen Center at Arizona to flip the seating or get these teams from outside the bubble, in the bubble, or from in the bubble and off the bubble and in the tournament. So for UCLA, they got to be careful not to have too many stumbling blocks. And if they stay in that two seed, probably going to get those first round games in Sacramento. You drop further down the line, then the Bruins are going to get aced out and have to go a little further away to play those first round games and have a much more intriguing and a scarier first round matchup, second round matchup, and make your path to a final four, a sweet 16, even harder with a team that very much deserves to be in competition 
by the time the Final Four comes around in early April, and they should be competing for a national championship. It's just, can the Bruins, again, set themselves up for success by maintaining a good record, not dropping especially games at home? You don't want to go to have teams come to Pauley Pavilion and think they can win. They got to keep packing it, you know? Fans, we got to keep packing it, even for the Utah. That's a big game for first place. A later tip, 8 o'clock, as opposed to the 6.30 tip against USC. But, you know, it'll be 70 degrees and sunny. No need to rain, supposedly, on our parade. The Bruins got to go destroy some teams' hopes, get some dubs, and continue to roll with Mick Cronin. We'll have our full, more extended preview of the Bruins and Utes coming up. We'll talk about, talk about any extended UCLA football news and recruiting as we get it. And, you know, baseball season and softball season are around the corner. We'll be excited for that. And the showdown, UCLA-Stanford. Go kick the Cardinals' butt because UCLA's got to take it to the Cardinal. Chop down that tree. Corey Close, Charisma Osborne and company. Go do it. Go do it in Pauley Pavilion Friday night, 8 p.m. Go do it. Go Bruins. Go make Locked On College Basketball your second listen. College football's over. We're talking college hoops now considering it's basketball season and March Madness is literally, not just yet, but practically around the corner. We'll be excited. Go Bruins. Thanks for listening to Locked On UCLA. Continue to support. Hit that subscribe button. Get your hands in the air, Bruins fans. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. UCLA. UCLA. Fight, fight, fight. This has been Locked On UCLA. Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer, signing off. Go Bruins.